Welcome to the Clubhouse with Shane Bacon. I am your host, Shane Bacon, and an exciting uh, guest is joining us this week, uh, coming off a big win, a defending victory at the CIMB Classic. Justin Thomas makes his return here at the Clubhouse. Uh, Justin enjoying uh, not only a great final round in Malaysia, that final round 64, five birdies to close out his third round after a bit of early struggles in that round, but uh, adds another victory. Two PGA Tour wins, um, starts his wraparound season the right way, defending champion, uh, took some time to chat with us, uh, chatted Alabama football, chatted um, SBK 16, uh, and some hopeful uh, plans for maybe a return next year with uh, with him and the other three. Uh, we talked a little jet lag, which was a really exciting conversation, of course. I know you're excited for that. And then I asked him a new question that I'm going to ask all the guests um, to close out the podcast. Uh, Justin's a great dude. Um, not only, uh, obviously, a great golfer, but um, some great causes as well. Did birdies for Matthew for three straight events, donated some money to some hurricane uh, victims down in Florida. So uh, it was a great chat. Uh, great to catch up with Justin Thomas, especially with the way um, he has started this wraparound season. But uh, first things first, this week's episode of The Clubhouse is brought to you by Swing Juice. Guys, I know you watched the 30 for 30 on John Daly this past week, so I wanted to let you know Swing Juice has a John Daly t-shirt up on their site right now. John, in his element, cigarette, fully lit, flashy pants, of course, activated. is a fun example of the great t-shirts that Swing Juice has to offer. Go to swingjuice.com right now. Use the offer code BACON. You'll save 20%. Holidays are fast approaching. I saw Christmas stuff out at Target yesterday. Swing Juice makes great gifts for anyone and everybody in your life that loves the game. Make sure you check out all the great gear at swingjuice.com right now. The offer code is BACON. That will save you 20% on all orders. Um, a couple of house cleaning items, and then uh, we'll get into Justin Thomas. First things first, uh, listen, I give love to podcasts that do a great job. Uh, the No Laying Up podcast this week uh, had Rory McElroy on, of course. Uh, uh, Rory is, you know, he's a great chat, let's be honest. I mean, he's one of the best players in the world, one of the most noticeable uh, golfers in the world, No Laying Up. Um, had a lengthy conversation with Rory. Definitely worth checking out. The podcast is simply No Laying Up podcast, so if you search it on anywhere, podcasts are available. Um, a great chat there, so uh, a shout-out to Chris Solomon and, and the great work he does um, there, and, and a shout-out to Rory because, uh, you know, th- th- there's not many athletes as candid um, as Rory is, especially considering how high he is um, in terms of, of uh, you know, notoriety. I mean, he is as, as noticeable as really anybody um, out there in sports right now. Another shout out to Brandon Harkins. Uh, you might remember Brandon. Um, he made nearly made an ace at the 17th at Oakmont this year in the U.S. Open. A uh, great guy was playing in this Papago money game they have here in Phoenix that I occasionally will uh, donate money to when I play in it. Um, Papago, not an easy golf course. If you've ever got a chance to to play it as a municipal golf course right in the middle of the city, you see it a lot when you land at Sky Harbor. Um, but it's a challenging place. Par threes are, are some 250 yards, three of the four par threes at the golf course. Uh, Harkins uh, went, uh, he had an American, which of course is when you go back-to-back Eagles. He goes, Eagle, Eagle, birdie, 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 par birdie to close out uh, the money game. 11 under, uh, par, insane. I mean, it's, 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 I don't even know what you can say about that. 11 under his last 10 holes. Uh, you might remember, of course, um, Harkin from Oakmont, and of course, uh, a great round there. I'm not going to um, spoil anything, but he did win um, a decent amount of money thanks to uh, that close. Uh, he has second stage Q school this week, so 
uh, good luck to him. But I just wanted to say I, I love seeing these things because, you know, we focus so much on the pro game and uh, PGA Tour events and what guys did at uh, the WGC and, and what they're going to do in Vegas and yada, yada, yada. And this is a reminder that these guys play in stuff all the time. I mean, it might be for 300 bucks, but they're still out there competing. And there's so many good players out there, especially now, especially young guys. These guys um, have no fear of going low. I think we're going to see um, a five in front of um, a few scores uh, in the next uh, year, year and a half on the PGA and web.com tour. But uh, that's enough of me. Uh, Justin Thomas is up next here at the clubhouse. Uh, great conversation with JT. Really appreciate it. Um, so let's get into it. And we now welcome into the clubhouse for the second time, Justin Thomas. Justin, I asked the same question to every guest, and despite it being fairly early, I know on Thursday, I'm going to go with it. Uh, have you had and what have you had to eat today? Um, I have not eaten a single thing. I've taken one sip of the water that's next to my bed. Other than that, I've just been watching Sports Center. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a good Sports Center day. I, I, I flipped it right over uh, to Van Pelt uh, the moment the Cubs won it. I'm assuming you stayed up and watched the entire game. I did, yes. It's it's not a good day to watch it if you're an Indians fan, but I I could really care less last night, so I was just uh, just kind of checking it out. Yeah, and and I mean I didn't have a a dog in the fight either in that baseball game, but you know it it was so nerve wracking at the end. I mean when the Indians you know hit the home run and it tied up. I mean, were you, does every sports fan feel that? I mean, if you have a, a heartbeat, I mean, are you getting clammy? Are you getting nervous knowing that you know not only are the Cubs going for something historical, but the Indians are trying to do the same thing. Yeah, I know. I, I I kind of found myself going for Cleveland for some reason. I, I don't know why. I don't. Um, I just I think to me the the fact that it was at Cleveland and, and at home was um, was really cool for for them if they would have won. But I mean, obviously it was really cool for the Cubs to win. But yeah, I was uh, I was getting pretty amped. I mean, it's hard not to. You just I think I really got nervous and and just kind of antsy in the in the tenth when they got that you know that winning run at the plate potentially and I'm like oh my gosh like they're one swing away from this thing being over so it was um yeah it was uh you know unfortunately we can't have that every year in the World Series or NBA Finals or Super Bowl because uh, it doesn't get much better in that game yeah and I think we'd probably have a lot more heart related deaths if uh, if every single sporting event came down to something like that going extra innings. I really did think I, I was with you. I thought there was a really good chance they were going to tie it up, and then I was sitting there going, you know this it had to feel like we could go fifteen or sixteen innings, but um I wanted I to know. ask I, I wanted to ask you, you know your east coast, you've been traveling all over the world um I mean it was late there when that game ended you you have you been struggling with sleep considering you were in Malaysia and China and flying back here you know all in a couple of weeks? Yeah, I was just um, I was I was over watching it at a buddy's house, and it was just like you know I look at my phone when it's done, and I, I think it was what, what like twelve forty five or one or something. I was like, well, there, <laughs> there we go. I guess it's not <laughs> I'm going to sleep too early, but yeah, it's been tough. I I usually am pretty good at adjusting the time when I travel places, and I did not feel I did very well. Um, two weeks in Malaysia and China. I mean, I. Two straight weeks. I think six o'clock was the latest I slept. Um, I mean, I woke up at three, three thirty, probably two or three times. Uh, I mean, on Sunday of of Malaysia, I was up at four. You know, watching Alabama game, and then China, I couldn't really sleep either. And it's just, um, it. I just couldn't stay up past nine or nine thirty. I mean, I really couldn't. I was so tired every day, and and then ever since getting back to the states, I've I've just been really, really tired of the middle of the day because that. 
that 12 hour time change. And then, um, I've gotten a little better. I've slept a little, little later each day. So, uh, but <laughs> I guess staying up till one forty five or so will help help my cause. But, um, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's just, it, it wears on your body. Yeah. I was over in South Korea a couple of weeks ago and, and I haven't done the Asia trip in probably a decade. I don't think I've been over there since my sister was living in Japan. And when I got back, I was such a mess. I mean, I was standing until four in the morning and then, you know, I mean, I have stuff mm-hmm. to do during the day. I, I was going to ask you, you know, when you go over there and you're mentioning the time you slept too, I mean, you know, I mean, you need to get sleep. You're, you're playing in a professional golf event and you know, you have a chance to win it, which you did. I mean, it, does that, does that like, I mean, is, is it mentally tough to do that? Because for me, I'm just over there for work. I mean, if I get five hours of sleep, I get five hours of sleep. But for you, I mean, mm-hmm. you need to get up, be refreshed, be ready to go. And, and you don't want to be mentally lagging because you didn't get, you know, you didn't get your proper yeah. sleep you would normally. Yeah, I um, I think, what day was it? I think it was on Friday, maybe, in Malaysia. I, um... I just, I woke up really early and my body felt terrible. I mean, I told Jimmy, I was like, look, this is going to need to be a patient and, and kind of conservative day. I was like, I don't feel very good. Like I'm, or no, I think, honestly, I think it was Thursday. It was, I, yeah, I woke up at like three on Thursday and I couldn't go back to sleep and we were later. I mean, there's still all the tea times in the morning there, but still, I mean, I was up for, you know, for six hours before I was playing or, or seven hours. And it's just, um, it's tough, but there's nothing you can do. So the main thing is, is just trying to get some rest. I mean, I, I try to just find something to do. I mean, I'll watch some, watch some movies. And, and luckily at that time of day, when you're up, everyone's up on the other side so that you can <laughs> at least kind of FaceTime some people or, or just, or text some people just to kind of keep you busy. Or like you did. And, um, or in the case of Sunday morning, I had Alabama football to, to get me through. So I, um, you know, it is what it is. It's tough, but I guess I've—I don't know what I've done right, but I've managed to do something right somehow in Malaysia. Yeah, I mean, I was going to ask you: Are you going to do like dual citizenship or get another passport? I mean, I mean, you—you you obviously like <laughs> like going over there. I mean, you know, first player to go back to back, I think, since Matt Every, but. You know, you you played that final round, but it wasn't just the final round that was so impressive. And you talked about this after your win. Um, it was that close in the third round, those five birdies to close after you. You know, you struggled early on in the second nine. What clicked? I mean, what what changed there for you to close out that that third round and then get into that final round and shoot that sixty four? Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, it was huge. It was the reason I won the tournament. I just I don't know what it is about that course. I mean, I find it very. Uh, very scorable, obviously, and and I'm very very comfortable on it. And I just I couldn't fathom the fact that I was four over par on it. Like I was just like, is this really happening? I mean, I didn't know you could even shoot over par, let alone be four over. And I'm like, I'm just kind of going along out out in the course, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like I'm I, I par out. I embarrassed myself right. right here. I was like, not only that, but like this is my, you know, uh, defending at a a two shot lead going into the weekend. Like, you know, this isn't how I wanted to handle this. And, and I just kept telling myself, you know, I'm better than this. Like, I'm, it's, it's just a rough stretch. You know, every, pretty much every player has this stretch some point in the tournament. And I can't just let, you know, a couple holes or, or a 12 hole stretch cost me the tournament here. So I just uh, stayed patient and I, you know, Jimmy and I just tried to regroup and I've, I've played 14. Well, um, in two years I played there I just and from there out I just really um 
just kind of stayed stayed patient, and I was like, you know, we got some good scoring goals here. I can at least get it back to within six or something like that, maybe, and uh, and then I have a chance. And I was fortunate enough just to birdie those last five, and and it uh, made all the difference in the world. Yeah, and where does I mean you've played a ton of competitive golf since I mean you 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 know were probably single digit age. I mean, where does that final round sixty four rank in terms of rounds you've played, rounds you needed to play well, um, you know, in that moment, in that final round on a Sunday, you know, in, in a big stage like that? Yeah, I've never really thought of it. I haven't thought of it like that yet, but uh, I mean, it's it's up there for sure. It's just I did everything I needed to do. I got off to a good start, and um, I mean, I was. It didn't go how I think how I thought it was going to go with with Arnabond, uh on three there, but I still did what I needed to do, and um, it definitely ranks up there. It was I felt like I I played really really solid, really really well. I didn't make any mistakes, and you know the couple I made on twelve and thirteen, I I got up and down a safe par, which is just as important, if not more important, than the birdie. So it uh, it definitely ranks up there for sure. Yeah, I mean, you you win, you know, you you didn't, you went basically a year without winning. I mean, you, you defended at CIMB, but you know, you played solid all year long. I mean, you had a lot of great finishes. You got really close in a lot of events, but it was really the the end of the season and the start of this wraparound season. I think that that, that probably the momentum carried over to this victory. How would you rank, or what would be your thoughts on your 2016 season? You know, heading into the CIMB and now after the win, you know, what are your thoughts on the way you're playing right now? You know, compared to everybody else in the world. Uh, yeah, I felt like I was really, really starting to play a lot better. Um, kind of come the beginning of the playoffs, like the the Barclays, I, you know, I was just working hard with my uh, with my dad and Matt Killen and putting coach, and just trying to kind of figure out, you know, what I need to do to get more consistent because I felt like I really had not had that great of a year by any means. I mean, I had some really, really good finishes, but as the consistency comes, it was. Um, very very below average i would say for my standard and it was it was a little frustrating but i knew i was closer than um than the results showed so i just try to stay patient and i kind of got in a good little groove there where i was really really hitting the ball well and uh kind of getting back to how i'd normally you're used to hit the ball and i switched putters and at the barclays and I, i've putted pretty well since then it's really um it's kind of been the reason why i've been where i have in the tournaments and um I don't know. It just it just gotten a little bit of a groove there, and I was hitting it so good, and to where it was kind of hard not to at least be somewhat around the lead, or at least um, you know, top ten or fifteen. So it's nice to start to play like I feel like I know I can again, and um, you know, I wish it was. Hopefully, I can keep this going and and have a good productive off season to where I can uh, continue that play come Kapalua. Yeah, and, and we always hear players that, that take the off season, whatever the PGA Tour off season is. I feel like there's not even one anymore. But you know, they take the time off away from from playing in, in events, and they focus on you know I'm going to work on my wedge game, or I'm going to try to you know work more on five footers, or you know maybe I'm not hitting enough fairways. Is there something that that you and your team have looked at, like maybe let's really work on this over the next three four months before the the actual 2017 season gets going? Well, I wish I had three or four months where I had nothing, but I unfortunately <laughs> probably only have about four weeks or three weeks at the end of the day. Huh? It's, um, I mean, in all honesty, I just can't wait to not play golf. I, I'm really perfectly honest with you. I'm, uh, I finally hit me in China how burnt out I was and how, um, and just how tired I was. You know, I mean, I was talking to my parents and 
and uh, and Jimmy, I was like, I mean, we've had two weeks off is the most we've had off, and it, two weeks off isn't really two weeks off when you're on tour because that second week off, you're practicing to get ready for the next week. So it's basically one week off, and I was like, we've basically been going nonstop since I left, you know, December 30th for Kapalua, and it's, you know, it's October now. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, it's, it's understandable to be, to be feeling like this. And, uh, and winning takes a lot, a lot out of you, even being in contention does. And I was just in China and I had the hardest time getting into it and, and just really having that motivation out there to play. And I was like, man, I've, I haven't felt this on a golf course in a really long time. So the most important thing really is just getting rested and, and just kind of take some time off to where I get excited to go out and practice and, and do this and that. But, in terms of actual stuff about the game, I mean, definitely hit more fairways and uh, and just some little stuff around the greens. I feel like if I can tidy those up, then I'll be in contention to win a lot more. And and what does an off season look like for you? I mean, what what is time away? I mean, you know, is it? I mean, you're gonna get on the boat? Or are you gonna you know go watch you know more Alabama football? I mean, what what is what is time away for you uh, look like when you think about it in your mind? I mean, if I had if we had the time off that I would and a lot of people would probably like, I would definitely take a bunch of trips. I mean, realistically, between going to play Dunlop Phoenix here in a couple of weeks and then I'm playing Shark Shootout, I mean, the most time I'll have off this off season is about three or four weeks, so it's not like it. And then, you know, I have holidays or Christmas or little things here and there, so it's really not, you know, it's it's only about two weeks or so. Right. Um, but I, I love taking trips with some friends. I really do. I think it's the best way to get your mind off of everything and to recoup and recharge and just have some fun. And um, we kind of started a little annual thing last year with some of my boys from Bama, Corey Whitsett, Bobby Watt, Trey Monax. Um, they all come down to Jupiter and hang. And we just have like a little, just a week of just having fun and, and just playing some casual golf and, and just getting together and, really just kind of having fun and doing nothing, you know, not feeling like we need to go practice and grind and do this or that, but get together and try to enjoy it like we did in college. And um, so they're, they come down and hang out. And then um, actually Trey's getting married at, next year. So he, we have his bachelor party in December. And that, so I'm going to probably have my dosage of those guys uh, this, this off season, but I'm going to go to the iron ball too when we play Auburn and, uh, that's a trip I try to make every time we play in Tuscaloosa. So, you know, between that and a couple of tournaments, next thing you know, we'll uh, be leaving again in January. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I wanted to get into, I mean, I don't want to talk about strictly your trip, you know, obviously that, that made headlines earlier this year, but um, I did want to talk about kind of your friendships on tour. Uh, first things first, I just wanted to say the Halloween costume was very much on point. I, I thought you really pulled it <laughs> off. If people haven't seen it, uh, we'll toss a photo up on the Clubhouse Pod Twitter account. But uh, you went as a, a buddy of yours. You went as Ricky Fowler. And I wanted to ask, did you throw that together last minute? Or is that something you'd been thinking about, especially when he brought out the, uh, I guess, what would you call them, the crinched pants in the early part of the season? Yeah, well, I just, I mean, I didn't even realize that we were getting home on Halloween. And, like, that. we were. <laughs> it was, like, Saturday, and we are on the same flight home. And I'm like, dude, we get home on Halloween. Like, what are we going to do? And, um I mean, it's not like there's really much going on on a Monday anyway, and it was, and I, I think we were both a little too tired and anything to go anywhere or stay in LA or anything like that. So we just decided we were just going to go home and um, going to go back to Jupiter and just kind of chill and just 
kind of hang in front of the house and just hand out some candy to anybody who came. I mean, it was just kind of, it was so nice outside and um, we just had a couple of bodies and, um, and my mom was in town, helped me move into my new house. And we just kind of sat out there for a couple hours and just threw the football and, um, and Ricky just threw on like a, a onesie or something. I think he got the Ryder cup and, and I just came in shorts and t-shirt. He's like, well, what do you, he's like, you don't have a costume. I was like, no, I, <laughs> I got in from China this morning. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, hold on a second. I'll be right back. And then I just went to his house and I just tried to grab the most absurd things put together. I could. And I came out and I was like, all right, I'm ready. <laughs> We're good to go. <laughs> well, you did a good job. I thought I even thought it kind of matched. Uh, that's why I was wondering if somebody, if, if you Puma sent it to you or something. So well done. I, I thought you really, you pulled off the Ricky. He had to been impressed. And also, uh, shout out, I don't know if it was you that did this, but you guys went full candy bar for the Halloween give out. That is a pro and adult move. And I just want to let you know, oh, you're yeah. a young guy. We, that's very impressive. Well, we didn't, you know, where, where we're at, there's not too many uh, too many people coming by or too many kids. So fortunately for them, they're, um, the few kids that came around made their stops and they made them count. They, they got their fair share of candy, that's for sure. Well, and, and I mentioned the friendship. I mean, you guys went, you know, in the middle of the season, and, and again, it kind of blew up. It was, I don't know if you guys had any idea that it was going to be like that, but, you know, you, Smiley, and Jordan, and Ricky, you know, you go on a vacation and, and then it and kind of kind of chronicle it on, on Snapchat, and people, uh, I mean, they were stories. I mean, I think, like, all the golf outlets were writing stories and posting pictures and screen grabbing um, the Snapchat, but, you know, I, I wanted to go beyond that, and, and, you know, you guys are young guys. I mean, you're, you're, you're young professional athletes that... You know, you make a lot of money. You're very successful. You guys have all won. Um, you know, how important is those friendships and how much have they grown, you know, over the last, you know, 10 or 11 months? Uh, I mean, you guys are together all the time. You're playing in pretty much all the same events. How important is it to, to, to be around those guys knowing you have true friends, you know, in, in top 10 players in the world? Yeah, it's it's really important. It's really fun, too. I mean, I've, I've gotten really, really close with, with all of them. Um, the last couple of years, I mean, I've, I've probably, I've known Smiley the longest, I'd say, uh, we've, we just grew up playing the same junior tour and, and stuff like that. And I mean, I've known Jordan for a long time too. And, and obviously Ricky and I both being down here in Jupiter, we, you know, we hang out the most, I'd say off the course or, or away from tournaments, obviously. But, um, I don't know, there's something about just kind of the four of us together that just clicks and we have fun and, and that doesn't matter whether we're playing a practice round or, or at dinner or, um, or just on a vacation, you know, we just enjoy kind of hanging around each other. And it is important, not only because it is a grind out on tour and you need to be sure you stay relaxed and have fun, but we're also in our, you know, low 20, our <laughs> low 20s, you know, we got to, uh, we need to act our age and have some fun, at least for me. And I, I think the other guys feel the same. It's just, um, there's no really need to, to be out there grinding so hard all all year and it's so hard to not not that we have it tough by any means what we're doing but it is a grind and we spend a lot of time working on what we do to get as good as we have and if we don't sit back and enjoy it ever it's just we're going to wear ourselves under the ground so i think um i'm i'm glad that we did that i mean we had no intention of our trip blowing up like it did um i think everyone else enjoyed it almost more than we did but uh <laughs> But it, it's cool how it did work out and how, you know, we get recognized for it. It's it's pretty funny, but uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, do you guys have already the plans for what is it? Is it SBK eighteen? Is that what it would be called? I guess. 
Yeah, SP2K17, we'll be going somewhere. I don't know. It's just hard to get four guys who play year-round on the same schedule, but um, we'll definitely make something happen. We just we don't know when or where, but um, everyone will find out eventually. Do, do you think that there's a chance for maybe a free agent to, to join the group? I mean, maybe like a Rory or a, a, you know maybe another young player, maybe a rookie that, that's coming up that's buddies with you guys. Well, I don't know if we want Rory to come because the amount of time we spend uh, away from our shirts, we, we might get a little bit embarrassed and uh, and a little self-conscious. So if he comes, we may have to uh, require a shirt-only policy for him. But uh, no, we don't know. I mean, so many people and so many guys have wanted to come. And yeah, we'd love to have everybody come. But the reality is it's just not very feasible to have, you know, 20 guys um, to be able to do that. And um I don't know. We're we're just worried about getting us four in the same spot in the same week and having fun, but we'll see what happens. Who knows? Yeah, for sure. R- Rory, just so you know, tank top, not optional. You have to have the tank top on at all times. Um, and I, want, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, you, you guys, I'm sure you guys communicate. Um, I'm assuming there's some sort of a group text chat, uh, not just between you, but I'm sure there's some other people involved. Is it strictly just trash talking between the four of you guys, um, or is there a nah. little bit more substance involved? It's it's just everything. I mean, it's it's not you know it's nothing hidden that people think that they don't do with their buddies. I mean, yeah, we we give each other grief and we have fun, but I mean, more so than anything, we I mean, we support each other. You know, it's like that when some when one of us does plays well or does well, I, I would say that in our group, little group text is the first place we're going to hear about it from each other. You know, saying good job or congrats or good playing and we're pulling for you kind of thing. And um, I mean, during the Ryder Cup, Smiley and I were. We're nonstop sending pictures and videos and, and texts to those guys, you know, cheering them on. And and uh, it's just little stuff like that. I mean, it, it's the same stuff I have with my buddies at home who don't play golf. It's just, um, you know, we all happen to, you know, be some of the best players in the world, I guess. And I, I wanted to switch gears to something that I know you've already mentioned um, close to you. And uh, and it's, it's, hard, it's hard for me to understand it. So I just wanted to get a, a feel for somebody that roots for this. Um, Alabama football. Uh, you know, I am a I'm a I I have one team that I root for in my life, and it's University of Arizona. It's where I went to school, and you know we've never made a Final Four since I've been there. Our football team is usually kind of trash, so I just wanted to ask: as an Alabama fan who expects victory, I mean, you have to expect victory week in and week out. Mm-hmm. What is what is it like um, when a football game is close for you? Because I mean, for the most part, you guys win pretty much every time. So I mean, it's, do you get stressed awful. out? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it's terrible. I'm, I mean, I've admitted it, and I know I am. And my dad tells me all the time, I'm a terrible fan. Like I'm, <laughs> I get very into the games. I'm just, I, I'm so moody and emotional. Like I, last year at Sony, we watched the national championship. Just a bunch of us and some of the guys who work for the tour. And, and Colt Nose is a really good buddy of mine, and we watched it. And he was like, I'm not watching a game with you anymore. He's like, that's, that was not fun. He's like, you're just a little girl. He's like, all you do is just whine and complain when stuff's going bad. And then you get all happy and cheery. I'm like, ah, it could be a little over exaggeration from Colt's part, <laughs> but, um, nah, I mean, I, I just, I'm very, very passionate about Alabama. I, I loved every second of the two years I had there. I mean, the friendships I have with the guys in the team and the coaches and, and people that went to school there. Um, it's, I don't know. I'm, I was talking to somebody about that the other day. They were like, I just don't understand how you can be so into it. And I was like, well, I don't think you understand how much I enjoyed University of Alabama and how much I love Tuscaloosa. I mean, there's 
Bud Colley and I, Bud's a roommate of mine, and played in Alabama too. We we went to Tuscaloosa, I think, the week after Tour Championship, and um, it was just you know flying in there and like seeing Bryant Denny and like just driving through campus. It's like we're both so giddy. It's unbelievable. Like it, it, there's just no place that makes me happier to go than when I'm pulling onto McFarland and, and driving through Tuscaloosa and seeing the stadium and going to the places I love to go. Like I just get so excited. So it's just something about that school just really does it for me. And um, I don't know. I just I love it. All right, so you're 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 it's start of the season next year. You've got your cell phone in your pocket. You're hitting range balls. You get a call. You answer it, and it's Nick Saban, and he says, "Hey, man, season's over. I was just wondering if you'd let me caddy for you in a PGA Tour event. What are you going to say to him?" Absolutely not. <laughs> I would be more nervous than if anybody caddied for me. But no, nah, <laughs> no, nah, Coach is, is a very good guy. I've I've been fortunate enough to get to know him pretty well, and. Um, First off, there's no way he's doing that because that dude is nonstop all year. I've been trying to get him to play the AT&T for however many years now. I think I'm just going to give up just because it's he's so busy recruiting. And it's I mean, you would think being in February or whenever it is that oh, it's not you know he's he's got plenty of free time and he doesn't. He's just there's a reason why he's the best at what he does. It's because he takes it very seriously and he's he grinds so hard get the best players and the best team and and to be working for the next year that um i know he wouldn't have just a week to spare but <laughs> it would be uh i would be pretty nervous if he you know if he was out there catting for me and he's telling me to do this or that and i don't do it i don't know if he'd lay into me like he lays in the lane or something like that if something <laughs> bad just happened could you imagine if you like left a bunker shot in the bunker and his look he'd give you he he probably wouldn't even yeah. rake it he'd probably make you rake it he probably he probably throw the rake at me or do something <laughs> like that. But I mean, I guess if if I do as well as the um, as the Crimson Tide do when he coaches them, then I, I I need to figure out if I can get him out for a week. Yeah, you may be going a huge run. Maybe 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 Saban is mm-hmm. is, is is the answer to all sports. Who knows? I, I wanted to ask you have you, you did you did this really cool thing called Birdies for Matthew um, after the devastating hurricane that hit Florida. Um, and I just wanted to, to, first of all, for you to kind of expand on, on what it was and also where the idea came about. Yeah, I, um, I just was, was actually when I was, um, when I was flying out to California or when I was flying home, I think from, that's when it was, when I was flying home from Tuscaloosa, I went there during the hurricane to go practice for California for Safeway. And, um, I was coming home and I'm just like, you know, this is, so devastating to I me. Mean, I didn't know it was going to be this severe. I've never experienced a hurricane before being a Kentucky boy and only living down here a couple of years. And I was like, man, this is insane how, how serious this was and how, how many lives it impacted. So I'm like, is there just something I can do? I texted my dad and my agent. I'm like, you know, what's something that we can do to, to help out to this hurricane? You know, I, like I'm going on a three week stretch here. Like let's do something for, for every birdie I make or for, for this or for that. Like I, I want to give back in some sort of way that I'm, I mean, I'm so lucky to get to do what I do and, and feel like I live such a, a great life. And, um, and there's a lot of people out there that are not as fortunate and they're definitely not as fortunate now that I went through this hurricane. So any way that I could give back to, to help them out was, um, was great. And I, it was, it was really cool. I ended up making a lot of birdies to help out. Yeah, you made a ton of birdies, especially, obviously, at the CIMB. Um, a couple more, and I'll let you go. I, I, you did mention the Ryder Cup, and I just wanted to ask, how much of it did you watch? 
Um, I didn't watch any on Saturday because that was game day, and I was in, and I was uh, preoccupied with other things and and watching that. But Sunday, I watched the entire thing at, at the guy's house that we stayed at, and I think we watched some on Friday too. But um, I mean, I was obviously pulling hard. I mean, Smiley and I were, were FaceTime back and forth and, and text and watching. But um, yeah, it's it's. I love watching golf. I do, and especially love watching the Ryder Cup. Um, I, I hope to never watch another one again. <laughs> I hope to be there playing and experiencing it. But uh, but it is what it is, and I was glad to see those boys uh, get it done. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you've got 2018, and of course, you were super close to making the team anyway. Really, a Ryan Moore um, late run away, probably from 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 landing a spot. So I'm assuming 2018 um, will be your year. And at 2018, I mean. This team could be full of 25, 26-year-olds. It could be insane, I mean, especially with some of the, the young players coming up. I mean, this, there's a chance, I mean, despite maybe a 50-year-old Phil Mickelson, that this team could almost be all 20-year-olds um, when we get to that point, considering how much talent and how deep the talent is um, with, this, with, with young American golf right now. Yeah, yeah, it definitely could be. And it's, it's just, um, I mean, the team was very young this year, and it's just, it, it is how it is, and... Uh, so many of us are hungry and ready to win and and just want to get out there so it's uh it's not from a lack of fear or anything like that you know we're ready to go and we're hungry so i think it uh 2018 could be a really cool year but i obviously need to take care of my business and do what i can to get on that team first and then uh and then we'll go from there uh last two first is is very easy um what do you think what is your what's your percentage confidence that alabama does win this national championship I'll put it at, hmm, I'll put it at probably 90%. I agree. Um, I think, I'd like to see him play the Browns. I know people bring this up a lot, but just just like to no, see the defense. I don't think they'd have a chance. I'd like to see the defense out there. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be sneaky. And and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask this question now. I asked the food question to start. I'm going to ask this. To, you're going to be the first one that gets this. But uh, my final question now to everybody that comes on um, is, who is the most famous person you've ever asked for their autograph? Um, I've asked MJ to sign a jersey. I just have a, I had like an old, uh, North Carolina, like throwback jersey that I wanted them to sign just to get kind of for my man cave in my house. So I, someday, but I, I had him sign one of those a couple of years ago for me. So I, um, I don't know. I can't really think of anything more famous than more famous than him at least. Yeah. MJ is, is about as good as it gets when you ask for somebody. I think the most famous I had was Nolan Ryan back when I was about eight years old, but uh, Jordan is, is, is a tough one to beat. Uh, Justin, I really appreciate it. Um, good luck the rest of the year. I mean, hopefully you get a little bit of a break, but it doesn't sound like yeah. you have much, and hopefully you can finally uh, beat the jet lag, and we'll catch up with you maybe at the start of the 2017 season. Sounds good, Sam. Thanks for having me on. And that'll do it for this week's Clubhouse podcast. Many thanks to Justin Thomas. Uh, many thanks to you um, for listening, for subscribing, for reviewing. If you haven't reviewed the podcast on iTunes, it really helps us out a lot. I really appreciate it. I'll give you a high five uh, next time I see you. Uh, of course, follow us on social media. Follow us on Twitter at Shane Bacon and follow the podcast at the Clubhouse Pod. That's where we're going to do giveaways. Uh, we've got some stuff with Swing Juice in the making. Uh, rate and review us if you don't mind. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, we're going to be back next week. And just a reminder that Swing Juice uh, makes amazing t shirts for the male and female golfer in your live t shirts. Or things that you wear until the threads go out. People just, they have those nasty old t-shirts. They don't want to get rid of them. Uh, toss those things out and go to swingjuice.com right now and get yourself some new golf gear 
Uh, the offer code BACON saves you 20% on all orders at checkout. It allows you to get rid of old shirts and bring in some new fun golf ones. Uh, you need some swing juice in your life. And with that offer code, you have absolutely no excuse. Go to swingjuice.com right now. You can thank us later. And that'll do it. Uh, hopefully you get some golf in this weekend, make some birdies, and we will talk to you next week.